And we are live. It is 9.01 a.m. U.S. Pacific Standard Time here in Los Angeles, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 A.D. Just checking my audio feed. On uh, Odyssey. Did you know I am on Odyssey as well as YouTube and DLive and Facebook? Let me open up my live chat here. I'm a little behind. Uh, a little unprepared. We have a fun loosey-goosey Tuesday th- show for you guys, though. Can't talk about those transgender parents. <sighs> So-called parents. What a mess. I have a... The problem in America is this gun culture. <laughs> I've been meaning to get that. I have a nice little flashback for you guys, courtesy of Art from Ohio. People have been using this clip, I've noticed. I've noticed at least one person using this clip, some blacks, uh, from 2020. Why didn't you stay in Mexico? Some, to some father in Missouri or somewhere, or Minnesota, I forget, or Michigan. Uh, overreacting because his son was came to him crying because he was experiencing racism at school. Little kid. Why don't you stay in Mexico? Uh, good question. If it, it was a question that was offensive to some people back then in February 2020, last time I covered it. I have a black victim cartoon to play for you guys. You may have seen a little bit of it on the Jesse Lee Peterson show earlier today. Um, eat your lunch, blacks. <laughs> there was a Black History lunch, first day of so-called Black History Month, that uh, it was funny because it had, well, it had uh, chicken and waffles and uh, watermelon. What's the problem? Oh, it's a harmful racist stereotype trope of black people in their southern cuisine. Huh? Makes, makes sense of that. It doesn't make any sense. Because all they can cry about is harsh words and uh, making fun, (laughs) making light of the blacks. You can only make light of the whites. You can only mock and hate the whites. What a mess. All that and your calls if you would like to call in. But anyway, guys. Oh, you know what? Before I do that, I forgot. It's so-called Black History Month. I have a song for you. This is... Oh, can you play, like, the slave uh, clip that's inside of the music folder as well? You can actually start that right now. (laughs) It's not a slave clip. It's just how to pick cotton video. And this track is entitled, I'm Troubled in Mind. It's a Negro spiritual. Shout out to the Negro spirituals. Enjoy, guys, and happy so-called Black History Month. I'm wearing my Men's History Month t-shirt. I'm Troubled in Mind. And inside of that music folder, it's the clip inside of there. I'm troubled in mind by uh, Spiritual Workshop Paris are the people who sang it. It's so nice. I've played it for you a few times already over the years. Here it is. Wow. I don't even know if that's a blackie who's interviewing him, if you're looking at the video feed here.
Such a great song. Thank you guys for bearing with me, and happy Black History Month to you guys. Uh, If you guys didn't listen to my show, you wouldn't even know that it's Black History Month, unless you work at a school where they're trying to indoctrinate the kids, or you watch PBS or NPR or Comedy Nonsense Network, CNN, or some other cringy mainstream media mama outlet. Please. Very unchristian, in my opinion. To promote that stuff. Don't worry, I do have uh, some David Meese tracks to share with you. One of them from the 70s. And, uh, okay, so I am wearing my Men's History Month t-shirt. We celebrate Men's History Month and White History Month, not Black History Month. Because Black History Month is to divide. Men's History Month is to unite, and so is White History Month. It's about love. Black History Month is about hate. Men's History Month. And it has Booker T. Washington, who himself was a slave, up from slavery. Ever heard of it? It's a book. Read about it. Nice. <laughs> the, first, the First Amendment. Read about it. Now I feel depressed, Hake. <laughs> Don't worry, Chris. Uh, I'm troubled in mind because the world is, if Jesus don't help me, I surely will die. Anyway. Um, so, guys, let's get right on <laughs> with the show! <laughs> nice. Don't worry about it. This is nice. I can hear the airplane sound. <laughs> We're having trouble with Sam, maybe, or I'm overloading the system with too many, too much Hake music. Hake music is... One, two, three, four. <laughs> oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Hey, guys! Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. So, how are you guys doing? I am fine. Did the song go, the song worked, right? Yeah, it worked. It blasted me, but it seemed like maybe it was people pressing one on there, on the live chat. So I could be wrong. But anyway, thank you. Nicolas is uh, sitting in as guest board operator for Hassan. Hassan uh, had to step out for a few. All right? So thank you, Nick. That was cool. You, and he put in the like, little slideshow thing like Chris used to do. We haven't had Hassan doing that. But that's okay. Sometimes it's kind of good because I don't even get to this topics. <laughs> but anyway, uh, need, a more, need to work on a more AFA. Hey, guys, though. Hey, guys. I'm Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Um, so let's jump right into this. I've been dragging my feet, or it's maybe just more incidental that I have not gotten to this. Transgender parents, transgender kids. These are both fake things. And the gays against groomers. Based gays against groomers. I should be calling them gay poops <laughs> against groomers. I think this is clip 11. This was posted by 
gays against groomers on Twitter. And those people are... Yeah, I censored the pics. <laughs> I did. Uh, these people have been on Tucker Carlson, I think, or at least some of them, one of them, one, la- one young lady who calls herself a lesbian, even though she's not convincing. Um, they tweeted against groomers on Twitter, said, is it a coincidence that this so-called trans woman, which is a male, and I censored this clip too, because <laughs> it looks too disturb. In fact, I should probably censor the whole body because it's all, it's like a fat person wearing, a fat man wearing pink. Oh, look at this. They quote tweeted this person named, who's, who tweet, named Dr. Anastasia Maria Lupis. Lopez. What is this? Dr. Lupis asks. Blue check mark on Twitter. Everybody's a blue check mark nowadays, except for Hake and Nick. And it's a person wearing this long thing that I had to block out, and little kids are holding it, and a woman is putting her hand. It's just disgusting. It's terrible. I think that might be a POC guy who's dressed up in that garb. I guess, I don't know if it's is at a so-called pride parade and this Hispanic young lady or Iranian or whatever she is, Persian maybe, or who knows what, is uh, bringing her kids or little sisters or nieces or something, or babysitting kids. So it's just terrible. I, and I censored it because Hake is fa- family-friendly, child-friendly. I will have you know this person called into Nick's stream complaining that I talked about uh, interracial, an interracial dating slur. And I haven't looked into it. <laughs> but anyway, it's terrible stuff. It's gross. Um, and, you know, Gabrielle Union took her stepchild, Dwayne Wade's son, to a pride parade when he was like 12 or 13. And now his son wants, thinks he's a daughter or something like that. Dwayne Wade. He's a Black Lives Matter supporter. It's ridiculous. Um, here's, here's this clip 11. It's a 2-minute, two, two 47-second clip, which is a bit long, perhaps. But they write, is it a coincidence that this trans woman, meaning a male, with a trans partner, who knows, has not one but two transgender kids, so-called? Of course not. Here they are fighting for the right to... Um, mutilate their kids before puberty. I censored a little bit of the words because, you know, this is a family-friendly show. This is not good parenting. It's child abuse, alleges gays against groomers. Here's the clip of the man talking. Or he calls himself a woman, I think. But here it is. My name is Amber Mum. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, I'm a member of the St. Cloud Hive of the Parents and Allies of Trans Youth, the Transgender Movement for Liberation, and a member of the Tea Time Support Group run by the Aliveness Project. I am also a proud transgender woman, but more importantly, I am the mother of two wonderful transgender and gender expansive children. I drove down from St. Cloud to show my support for House File 146 and thank Representative Finke for introducing such an important and life-saving bill to protect trans children and their families at such a critical time for us. As you may be aware, there's a torrent of damaging ill-informed, and outright malicious legislation. Uh, that's enough. That's fine. Who cares? That was plenty. No, no, no. That's enough. Uh, 
but that was what was that human error? Was that your error on your part? Okay, cool. Yeah, Nick Nick made a mistake. Oops. <laughs> and saved us uh from uh that long clip. But anyway, he's from St. P- Cloud Minutes. It she they were supposed to call her him she. Uh, Lin Yen Chin would call him a, a she. <laughs> nice edit, says Nugget Man. You know what? I feel like I didn't censor it enough. Nick says he can start from where he left off. I don't know. I don't know if it's necessary. You guys get the picture, right? Thank you for the edit. Had to mute this disgusting degenerate, says stalled century. Yeah, it's understandable. We got the point, Hake. Yeah, thank you, Nugget Man. Thank you, Nick. You're, it was a... I don't like that word. I don't like the term happy accident. It was an act of God. God guided his his hands. Chris never made any mistakes, says Dashler Brett. Dashler Brett. Joel never did that. Lin Yen Shin would call him broken sexual. Maybe. Call him broken gender. Nick did that on purpose. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> what are the odds that both of his trans are ge- tr- children are trans? One of them is transgender, and the other one is gender expansive, he said. I'll have you know. <laughs> uh, Lady Seesaw, I disavow. She says, where's Tatface with his blade when you need him? <laughs> I, of course, disavow. We do not, not need Tatface contributing to the mutilation of <laughs> gender expansive children, which he wouldn't do that anyway. He's a good-hearted soul. We just, we all need to overcome our anger, and it crops up in different ways, in many ways. I'm getting lightheaded. I feel like I saw it right now. Um, I apologize. I should have, I should, I should have uh, expanded, because I I covered up his face. I really should have covered up his pink shoulders, too, because he was wearing, like, a pink sweater thing, and it just didn't look right. Gender what? Gender expansive, Jabby. Let's talk about the real problem in America right now, guys. This is a tweet from Morgan Freeman. Free Morgan Freeman. Let me see. Did I put it in the folder? I don't even know if I put it in the folder. Hold on. Morgan J. Freeman. I'm going to copy this and put it into the folder. Uh, Nick. Boom. Pasting right now. Morgan J. Freeman. Gun family hate is newly pasted into the folder. Morgan J. Freeman is not to be confused with the actor who is black. This man is... White, I guess. Black-hearted, black on the inside. He tweeted, this, this is the problem! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Oh no, just three exclamation marks. MJ Free on Twitter. This was from last week. And I, I think this guy is trolling. He's a dad, TV producer, filmmaker... Vedic meditation practitioner, human rights and racial justice advocate, and he doesn't act. But he has a lot of people on 
Twitter following him, and he's a blue check mark now on Twitter. I don't know if he used to be. From Brooklyn, 247.8 thousand followers. He's only following 638. He tweeted in the beginning of February that his daughter's Brooklyn public school class are wearing hoodies in remembrance of the brutal racist murder of Trayvon Martin, by the way. Hashtag Black History Month. Hashtag Black Black Lives Matter. Talk about grooming. But this is what he thinks is the problem. And it's a photograph of a white man. A manly looking white man, young man. In his 30s, I would guess. Maybe late 20s. Maybe mid 20s. Maybe early 20s. Although I would guess late 20s, 30s. Maybe even 40s. Anyway, he's a, like a, maybe he's former military or something. Maybe he's current military. He has like tattoos on his arm. Bulky guy. Fit, healthy, and then he has two, three strapping, two strapping young lads, his purported sons, perhaps, sitting in a cotton field, or is that a cotton field? I don't know. Uh, And a little daughter, cute little daughter, too, little white children, three little white children, and this man, I'm calling him a man, the problem, says MJ Free, Uh, this man is holding a... AR-style assault weapon, weapon of war, (laughs) Uh, over his shoulder. What is that, an AR-15? I don't know. I don't know my guns. And then his boy looks like he's holding a pump-action shotgun rifle. I should have censored these guns. (laughs) Uh, And then his other boy, his older boy, is holding a a pistol, an assault pistol. Uh, What is that thing called? A, uh, a magazine-fed, magazine-fed semi-automatic assault pistol. <laughs> uh, I don't know what type of pistol that is. I don't think it's a Glock. I only recognize Glocks. Um, and the little girl uh, is not obviously holding anything, although her... Let me see your hands, little girl. Let me see your hands. <laughs> We're taught that hands kill. We in the police force. I'm not in the police force, but... Logo may or may not be holding anything, but the replies to this are funny. That guy dead in the center, that's the problem, says in the replies Ricky Flores. Yeah, that's the problem. How is this the problem? What's the problem? Looks like a man, a family man. I'm gathering, I would assume. And the boys, those boys probably wouldn't errantly shoot one another. Unlike some uh, black children who've shot and killed one, one another by accident and then shot themselves. Remember that story? I've covered it before. Talked about it before. Because they were not properly trained. Whereas these guys, they look like they're trained with uh, proper respect for their guns that they're holding. I don't know if that's the problem. And yeah, maybe this guy is holding this. Be- I mean, uh, I've never taken a photo like that. My family wasn't anti-gun. Uh, but, you know, different strokes for different folks. What's the problem? Is, this because, is it a problem because these guys would vote against gun control? <laughs> and gun control candidates, meaning the violation of our Second Amendment? Is that what, they're, is that what the problem is? Because I don't picture any of these guys being for... Uh, I don't picture any of these kids growing up to do mass shooters. Because most of the time... Children with fathers in their lives involved and proper. 
don't do the mass shootings. It's usually when they have a mother, they're living with their mother, have a strained relationship with their father, they're on drugs, psychotropic drugs, or whatever you call that. And uh, stuff like that. It might be a little trolly. And trolly, I don't know, I don't know, is trolling a problem? Is trolling the problem in America? I don't know. Dash Dobrovsky said, tweeted, men who need guns are not men. <laughs> is a Mr. Big News. He's like a Zoomer who go, who's studying, I guess, poli-sci and history in UCLA. And he has a sub stack and he has a bunch of followers on Twitter, I gather. Men who need guns. Men who need guns are not men. <laughs> There's a guy named Luke Rudkowski who is from We Are Change who said, yeah, real men use tampons. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Sorry, ladies. I'm not a, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't like that. And why you got to be dissing my re- Ukrainian people like that? Nuance bro who's been on the fallen state with JLP says, so you're saying that Ukrainians are sissies? Yes. <laughs> sorry, Kevin Howe. Morgan J. Freeman is a piece of work. I think that he just trolls people. I think he's just literally like trying to troll people. This Morgan J. Freeman guy. Because he was tweeted out uh, just earlier last month, in this house, we believe black lives matter. Women's rights are human rights. No human is illegal. Science is real. Love is love. Kindness is everything. He tweeted that picture of, uh, he tweeted this sign out. Love my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, I've taken so many pictures of signs in, in yards like that. When I first encountered them, like, two years ago, three years ago. So silly. Oh, his pinned tweet from before, before he pinned the tweet about Trayvon Martin, his daughter wearing a hoodie for Trayvon Martin, the thug, who allegedly attacked George Zimmerman. His pinned tweet before was, uh, all I want for Christmas is a Trump indictment. And that was from a couple months ago, December, Christmas Adam. December 23rd, the day before Christmas Eve, 2022, all I want for Christmas is a Trump indictment. For what? Give me a break. Yeti F. Uh, I'll skip that one. The replies, the replies on that, the problem in America, that family, really weird. He uses one weekend a month with the kids to take this photo, says Thomas Newman who is a sleazy guy who's profiling this guy as, as a, uh, you know how men are separated from their children? Uh, with When there's a conflict, they're broken up with the woman, the mother of their children. And so this guy's profiling the white man, or, ra- or gender profiling the man, it's gender pro- genderly profiling <laughs> the man as not being allowed to... Uh, be in his son's life except for one weekend a month. What a sleazy person. I wonder if he were to profile a black like that or if he profiles blacks like that so freely or is he just a coward who attacks men because it's fashionable to attack men like a coward. The girl in the center, says Helen Robbins. Aside from the obvious, why are they in a cotton field? (laughs) Asks Adam Thomas. Because cotton fields are cool and they're American. How about that? 
uh, Chris Henson tweeted, is this one of the AI art things where someone used the prompt American family? And he feels like that's, he probably thinks that's a slur. I don't know if he thinks that's a slur, but anyway. American family? This is crazy, says Don Jose. Perhaps Legos would be better suited for the kids, says Katie. Be quiet, Katie. These are replies to that tweet. We laugh and then we realize, wait, a six-year-old shot their teacher. Uh, it was not a six-year-old white kid, I don't think. And I think it was a, um, it, the mother's gun. It was not the father's gun. And the kid, uh, oh, heartbreak. Heartbreak emoji. Face palm. Shaking my head. Heartbreak emoji. <laughs> a six-year-old little black boy. I'm profiling the boy as black. I don't know if it was a black boy who shot his teacher. Totally different raising, Mr. Send Help, who tweeted that. The difference between men and power. What is this statement? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, yeah, here. The difference between the men in power of this generation versus the previous generations is that the last two generations experienced the horrors of war, World War II and Vietnam. Men ages 40 to 60 were raised on Rambo and Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I don't know. You, don't, you have no clue about this man. This man looks like he could, be, could have been a, uh, a veteran. I guess the dad felt he couldn't trust his daughter with a manly gun, says Cole the Oldie. Oh, they, they, somebody tweeted they hang out with the Boberts. They, the, they girl doesn't get a gun because she has to cook and clean. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Lauren Bobert. I guess that's her family. She has four little boys. She should be home with them rather than trying to be a Congress female. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Jellybean? Antifa, director of physical education, says some very toxic masculinity. Notice the girl doesn't have a firearm, which gives context to the males. The irony, of course, is that the girl has a greater chance of being a victim of gun violence in a domestic violence incident than protected by a gun. Stupid Antifa director. Be quiet. She must be their property. GOP groomers. Ridiculous. Anyway, I thought I would share that with you. That is the problem. MJ Free, Morgan, Morgan J. Freeman. I think that he's trolling to get likes. I don't think he's that much of a woman. That he's that beside himself. First Blood is fire. I never saw it. I still have not seen any of the Rambos. I, I caught a glimpse of it. It was after bedtime as a child. <laughs> but I was not allowed to watch rated R movies for the most part. Or even PG-13 hardly. Before I turned 13. But that's okay. I think I was 12 and uh, Jurassic Park came out. And I had to go to my grandma's to go swimming instead. <laughs> uh let me get to some calls, guys. I have uh, a nice flashback from a good father for you, but his son is apparently wayward, or was, a couple of years ago. Why didn't you stay in Mexico? But first, let me get to some calls. Denny in Bulgaria, on the line. Denny, thank you for calling. What is up? Thank you for taking my call, Mr. Hake. I hope you're doing well. I am. Thank you. Glad to hear uh, Mr. Hicks, I was watching your program uh, today, and uh, you showed a clip about uh, 
in the beginning, the, the, the person in pink. Uh, I don't exactly know how to talk about this matter because I don't want to cause troubles to your YouTube channel. Right. So I understand. Yes. Yes, sir. This week, uh, I would like to give my personal view on this matter. This is actually a good thing. Uh, and the reason I'm saying this is uh, because, uh, and please uh, stop me, please interrupt me if I'm saying it in the wrong way, because I really adore the program and I don't want to be of any harm. Okay. Thank uh, I think, thank, thank you. Uh, I think this is uh, wrong in a good way, and I'll tell you why. I think this is uh, a good thing because like it, and you know, not you, but in general, like it or not, uh, considering something or not, people know very well what is normal and what isn't. And when they see something that it isn't, yeah, they don't actually have to say it. Like, like for example, if I see something wrong, I don't have to say it. I don't have to act on it. I know that it's wrong, and I know that. I don't want to do anything with it. Right. Uh, and people are like that in general. I'm often talking to people from all over the world. It's like that in general. So it doesn't matter the concept. Uh, what matters is the methodology. And, and it's a human methodology. It's wrong. And this is a good thing because it actually saves a lot of time and a lot of energy and instead of figuring the person out, like sometimes we have to, you know, uh, when you have to figure the person out in front of you, if this is a person who wishes you ill, you have to protect yourself from this person or, or not. It, now, this saves a lot of time. And when you look at something that is not right, again, I'm trying to be as blunt as possible. Right. When you see something that it's not right, well, you know it's not right, and you simply stay away from it. Yeah, it's instinctively. It's it's in the instincts. True. So uh, this is a good thing because a while ago you didn't. Well, not you, but you know people didn't, or, or not that didn't, but took some time to figure out which is which. And yeah. now you don't have to figure out which is which. Now you just. Look at it for two seconds, and you're like, okay. And if you're fine with it, okay. And if you're not fine with it, fine. But this is uh, what I mean, that it's a good thing. Yes, it's promoted. Yes, it, from my personal perspective, it's, it could be better, again, for the sake of your channel. Uh, but everything aside... It's actually good because now you can see what's in front of you. And when you see it, then you can figure it out what to do from there. So, And uh, people lie. I, I, I don't want to say it like that, but it is like that. People lie. So they can say that this is something is fine, uh, but deep down in themselves, they know it's not. Yeah, that's and, true. And this is... And, and this is an impression that stays. Uh, like, for example, somebody can say, r right now I'm talking to you know, James Hake from the United States. Somebody can say, I don't like James Hake from the United States because this and that. They can say it, but that doesn't mean they think about it. 
right? It, they might be lying. So people can say a lot of things. Just because somebody said something doesn't mean it's exactly like that. Right. And Usually it, not. It's a, uh, well, I guess it depends on the sector. True. So this is why I wanted to highlight this uh, this thing because although it's odd, it, it's indeed a good thing because it provides a signal, yeah. and that signal is is very very useful because it, it takes a lot of time to if, if the person in front of you is trying to hide something, it takes a lot of time to figure it out. But if the person in front of you has all of the cards on the table, well, that's it's pretty easy, and it saves a lot of time. Yeah, that's true. I appreciate that. It is, uh, it is pretty obvious evil, and it's a shame what it is. what a useful idiot many people have become. But I guess that's the way of the world. I guess that's all of us, really. It's just it's kind of a mirror of how we are, kind of an, maybe an extreme example, but it's really dire, our situation, until we're, until we're really past it. Because we can sit here and judge that transgender guy, but that makes us as bad as him judging him. Indeed, I wasn't actually judging, I was highlighting an example. For it sure. wasn't even about this person, it was in general. Right. If I have but Mr. Haig, may I say uh, something else? Okay, yeah. You've mentioned that you haven't watched any of uh, the Rambo movies. Uh-huh. I was maybe seven or eight when I watched the first. Wow. Which I believe is... Uh, with my father. My father is ex-military. Nice. And uh, it was remarkable to, because we didn't have DVDs back then. I'm born 32 years ago. So he had to pause a lot and explain to me. And uh, Mr. Haig, I would like uh, to recommend the first movie. Okay. I think you will enjoy it because uh, it's not an action movie. There is action in it, but it's not an action movie. It's a very, very deep movie that shows a lot of things. Nice. And uh, it, it basically shows what a, what a very well-trained professional can do and uh, what can happen if this professional is misguided from a young age. And I don't know who the people uh, that, that were uh, like advisors on this movie were, but they did an incredible job. They were absolutely remarkable. Okay. And I would like to recommend the first movie. Everything afterwards is, as you said, action movie. That was garbage. But the, the first one is incredibly impactful. All right. I appreciate yeah. the tip, that, man. Mr. Hicks, I would like to wish you all the best uh, to you, your colleagues, and your listeners. God be with you and safe pass, sir. Thank you, Denny. You take care, too. Likewise. Bye, sir. Bye. Nice. Don't spoil the movie, guys. <laughs> Rambo came out, what, 40 years ago, roughly, give or take? Don't spoil it for me. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. 
any day now. I haven't seen Rambo. I haven't seen Scarface. I haven't seen uh, the uh, Godfather movies. I don't like to watch those Godfather movies. I like to watch movies about normal whites. <laughs> but anyway, let me get to Alexander out of California on the line before I tell you about this um, flashback about this good father rejected by his son. Alexander in California, thanks for calling. How you doing? I'm doing pretty, I'm doing well. How you doing, James? I'm doing well as well. Is this your first time calling in, in like, a year? Uh, pretty much. Nice. How was your break from Hake? Uh, it's been pretty good. Right on. That's good to hear. You working now? Yes. Cool. What did you want to talk about? Okay, Nassim Taleb, author of Black Swan, Anti-Fragile, and uh, many other books. Do, do you know who he is? I do not. I feel like I've heard of the name, perhaps, and I've heard of some of those books, I think. So, but I don't know okay. him. I'm not really acquainted with his, uh, this person. Well, he's not, his not exactly He's not exactly conservative, but he has convinced me to agree with you on two different things. One is distrust of intellectuals somewhat. The other one is, of course, uh, um, uh, respect and default and andering the tradition. Those are two things that he's convinced me of. Respect of what? Somewhat. Respect of what? Tradition and, and skepticism of intellectuals. Okay, respective tradition. You said it was like Christianity. I used to be a big John Tuyol saying follower. Now I still believe in anti-racism, but I see a lot more value tradition now because of the Lindy effect. You know what that is? The what effect? You know what the Lindy effect is? That, that Lindy effect. Christian, basically, Christianity is probably never going to get abandoned fully by people because it's been around so long. It anti-ages. So then the effect is that abstract ideas followed by people uh, do the opposite of age. Because the longer they've been around, the longer they're going to be around abstract ideas. Interesting. Uh, that's a Nassim Taleb. And also, uh, I hear you always, or I hear you to a large extent, uh, express your skepticism of intellectuals. Now I kind of get why, thanks to Nassim Taleb. Oh, right on. What did he say that made you kind of get get me on that? Well, you know what skinning the game is? What, wetting the game? Skin in the game. Skin in the game, when you have skin in the game. Yeah, I know when you have skin in the game, that means you have something to lose or gain. Yep. So pretty much intellectuals, because they're bypro- or because their end products are ideas, they pay almost no price for being wrong, or a lot of them pay no price for being wrong intellectuals. Right. So uh, that uh, some intellectuals uh, have uh, re- now received a little bit more skepticism from me. Like I am less of a fan of Sam Harris now. Oh, okay. I I think I understand that. Yeah. Uh, and pretty much, uh, I still am an anti-racist, which I'm sure you, you abhor anti-racism. You hate that idea. So It's definitely I, silly. I, we agree-disagree on that, I guess. 
Right. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, pretty much, and uh, uh, that, that's the deal with intellectuals. But I also believe in Marx's, Marx's theory of alienation, which is pretty much uh, uh, that uh, the less a uh, worker has to do with production, the less they know about it. So that's why an executive at a company probably will know less about uh, a product than the worker will. So I kind of... I mean, it seems to let both believe in Marx's theory of alienation. I don't know if you've heard of that. The theory of alienation, and that's that's what you yeah, just you described. That? That's what you yeah, just described. I, I, sure I hadn't you... I hadn't heard of the theory of alienation. I heard of Marx though. Karl Marx. Yeah, he's the guy who he's the guy who was an atheist, extremely atheist. Right? He wanted to he wanted to get rid of Christianity to push uh, communism, basically. Well, yeah, the funny thing about that is the Ben Burgess guy you had on your show a while ago, Ben Burgess is not an anti-theist. Ben Burgess thinks that religion is fine so long as it's conducive or not uh, promoting uh, uh, unfair social hierarchies, according to Ben Burgess. So Marx but, himself... But that's effectively atheist, anti-Christian. What's effectively anti-Christian? When you say it's... A religion is fine as long as it doesn't have social hierarchies that are unfair. That's anti-Christian, because who's to say what's fair or unfair? Who is he to say? Edge says him. Okay, we we disagree on that. (laughs) Sometimes I think that social hierarchies are unfair. Um, They they may or may not be, but it's it's kind of irrelevant. Because it's a reality okay, of life. You know, life. Ben, his wife divorced. Oh, he did. How did you uh, hear that? That's what she put on her Instagram. Oh, she, his wife posted on his on her Instagram that that she divorced him. Oh, that I didn't even know that he I was. I don't know if it was mutual. I didn't even what? know that he was married. Ben Burgess. He's he been on my so show on, before. on your show when you interviewed him. Oh, he did say that he was married when he was on my show. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, you said that he said that she was one of the fake Christians that you you call you as you put it, they're fake Christians. Oh, because she's a uh, liberal. His wife isn't. What? Because she's a liberal or a communist herself. Yeah, I mean, he's a straight up atheist. Right. He's uh, what you would call a fake Christian. I would call her a real Christian, but uh, that's a difference of opinion. Oh, okay. Why do you call her real, and why would I call her fake? Uh, I mean, I would probably believe in tradition a bit more than she would, because I believe in the Lindy effect, and that tradition is often a good thing. Some, sometimes I think it's good, sometimes I think it's bad. And uh, I don't see what's wrong with uh, abortion. Sometimes you, you think that's evil. I don't see what's wrong with it sometimes. Okay, so she's I, for... Uh, so that, are you saying that she's for abortion maybe more than, more often than I would be? And so for that yeah, reason, yeah. and others, I would call her a fake Christian, you, you would suspect? Yeah, I think that ultimately uh, that's the biggest difference between socially what, what liberal you, and socially conservative. What made you tell me, when we were talking about social hierarchy and fairness and unfairness, what made you tell me that he is divorced now? Um, this Ben Burgess guy who, who said, um, give them an argument. He wrote a book called Give Them an Argument, and he... 
has a picture or a drawing of, uh, if I remember correctly, Ben Shapiro on the cover. Facts don't care about your feelings. And then he's trying to tell liberals in the left to be better at arguing with the right rather than just calling them racist all the time, which they are racist, but also uh, argue with them with good arguments. He, that's the Ben Burgess, right? I think we both agree that some people on the right are racist. What? No, I don't agree with that. Um, oh. But you, that's the Ben Burgess you're talking about. What made you tell me that he's divorced now or his wife posted on IG that they're divorced, according to you? I mean, I just saw that on their IG. Her Instagram account used to say Ben and Jen. Now it just says her name. Oh. So that's kind of a telltale sign. I just figured so you'd you like to know about that. Oh, okay. So you just... its It was just a side note. Yeah. Okay. That didn't have anything to do with the social hierarchy conversation, did it? Or did it? Yeah, maybe it does because I think they're more permissive of divorce than would a guy like Matt Welsh be. Matt uh, w- Walsh, you know that is. not Welsh, Walsh, man. <laughs> Matt Walsh. Walsh. Yeah, you're talking about the Daily the Wire. Daily guy. Wire guy. Yeah. He's been on the Jason Lee Peterson show. Yeah, he just about every guy in the Daily Wire is a Christian besides Ben Shapiro. I noticed that. I did notice that. Isn't that nice? I mean, I, I would vote for Bernie Sanders. None of those guys would. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you, you're not necessarily pro-Christian just because they're Christian. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what do you think is anti-Christian? Um, the DOJ is anti-Christian because they think that it's extreme to uh, be for a- actual real marriage as opposed to so-called same-sex marriage, um, stuff like that. That's, those are examples of, that's an example of being anti-Christian, is pretending that you can be Christian and for so-called same-sex marriage when I don't think you can. It's certainly not very Christian to be for same-sex marriage. Maybe a, a Christian who has some blind spots would be for it and then overcome that in, in the future. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Nassim Taleb, he has said that... And this guy, Nassim Nassim Taleb, he's not black. He is uh, Lebanese and so-called American. And he is 62 years old. And he's a writer. Yeah, he's a friend of Gad Sad, the guy who was on Jesse's Fallen State a while back. Oh, really? Gad Sad, he's a Lebanese Jew. Isn't he a Lebanese Jewish guy? Gad Sad? I mean, Gad Sad's an atheist, but Gad Sad is just about as conservative as Jesse. Oh, by Jew, I mean by heritage. He's he's Jewish of Jewish descent, Gad Sad is. I didn't know he was atheist. Yeah. Gad Sad was I mean, on, the, on the fallen state with Jesse Lee Peterson. I think that's how I know that he's yeah. Jewish, and I think he's Lebanese, right? Isn't he Lebanese, something like that? Is Taleb has also said that religion is a survival heuristic and that it's made to keep populations surviving. That's what he argues. That's why he says that traditions should be followed. Nice. Well, man, it's interesting hearing from you uh, again, Alexander. I wish you well. Uh, have a nice day, Hake. You as well. Take care.
Nice guy. Bernie Sanders is a socialist, says Per Bear. That's true. He's not a Christian. In fact, I think he's, like, Jewish, but he's an atheist. You do the math. And, <laughs> and uh, I saw a clip of him speaking briefly, continuing from what I was talking about with uh, Alexander on, from California. Bernie Sanders, I saw a clip of him on, I just happened to, a few years ago, tune in to a little bit of um, Big Bear's uh, live stream at one point, or a clip of him, of his. You know, he was at the men's forum. His name is, what's Big Bear's name? You remember? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Owen Benjamin? Owen Benjamin, yeah. I don't know why I call him Big Bear. <laughs> it's easier to remember, I guess. Owen Benjamin, how do you, conf- how do you forget that name? Nice American, white American Christian name. And sort of a Jewish name, Tribe of Benjamin. Shout out to the Tribe of Benjamin. Uh, I guess that's more Israelite. But he played a clip of this guy, Bernie Sanders. He's a joke of a person. I don't respect him at all. Okay, I I should respect him, right? I respect everybody. But they pretend like he's this honest person. Oh, I'm an honest person. I want... Outright social, democratic socialism. They put democratic so it sounds less harsh, but he's a communist. He's a communist. Same thing, right? Well, he's evil. He's a democratic socialist. He's for evil. A senator out of Vermont, so-called independent, but then he runs as a democrat. Yeah, a communist is a liar. He's a liar. So he's a communist. <laughs> I guess we're a, every man is a communist. Maybe one in a thousand is honest. And then not woman, one woman among them all. <laughs> not one woman among them all. It's in the Bible. I was seeking and finding, seeking and not finding. I found one man among 10,000 and not one woman upright above, among them all. So all of us are a bunch of dumb commies, dumb liberals with anger. So pardon me if I'm judging uh, Bernie Sanders. But the point is, guys... Oh, and Benjamin played a clip of him talking to, like, a classroom to students or something, I think. Maybe one of you guys can dig this up. And he said something that I had never heard before. That there are different stereotypes of different people. And he said of Jewish people, because he's Jewish, so he knows this stereotype, I guess. I had never heard it before. That they have a stereotype or a reputation of being more... more uh, sexually perverted. I, I don't know if he said perverted. Sexually immoral or twisted or freakish or something like that. I don't know if he used any of those words. But as I thought about it, I, it's, there's uh, some truth to that, I think. That they push it, promote it, more openly so. And maybe even in the Bible times they were having that issue. But, I mean, it's a human nature problem. But something about the permissiveness is very strange and, ev- and wrong. <laughs> uh, wrinkle Hands Bing Bong says, Jevavivs, meaning Jews, are degenerate AF, degenerate America first. Hey, that's what AF stands for. <laughs> Kids, believe it. <laughs> Uh, 
I don't think he means America first. I, yeah, I, I mean, that's what the Nazis were burning books of that. Some of the Nazis were book burning of, of that type of stuff. Oh, yeah, pornography and all that stuff. Yeah, very unchristian. Not good. And so I, I, had, I had no idea that that was a stereotype. Because I grew up around Mexicans and Asians and some whites. And a little bit, we would go into Pasadena and see some blacks <laughs> in Monrovia. Uh, shout out to the blacks. And then when I moved out here, now I see there's a, there's a Jewish neighborhood around here. They don't seem to be so openly degenerate around, he, around these parts. It's just a nice neighborhood. But anyway, that's the point. I guess if you can call it a point. Let's listen to this track. This is Follow You by Mike. David Meese, I almost said Michael, <laughs> Michael W. Smith. David Meese, Follow You from 1978. And I forget what the name of the album is. Uh, but anyway, maybe I'll tell you later. Enjoy, press mute, grin and bear it, you musical Philistines. And I'll be right back for hour two. Hang tight. Hassan usually does it puts me in the corner but it's alright it's an upgrade this song is not morally straight this music is an upgrade from the usual hate jam this song makes me wish I still smoked pie I disavow. Another gem from the hate collection. Was that song loud enough? I know one of these songs was 
I have it kind of quiet. Sorry, guys. He's talking about following Jesus or God. Nice. Point fire says, gay. I disavow. Montage of me roller skating says Ivana Spencer. Nice. Well, thank you guys for uh, perfect strangers intro, cutting room floor find. I'm not sure what that means, Greg White, but it sounds nice. You whistling? Asks Sion. Yes, I was whistling. Uh, well, thank you guys for bearing with me through that beautiful music. I have more where that came from. We're going back to the earlier days of David Meese, back from the 90s. <laughs> uh, let's read some super chats, guys. Um, there was a super chat yesterday that I did not get to. Eli Ja, Eli underscore Ja. Is he, what, is he a Jamaican man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Ever noticed J3WS, which is Jews, <laughs> on D-Life, on D-Life, when we censor the Jews word. <laughs> so they came up with all different spellings. Love to pit white. Oh, ever noticed Jews love to pit everyone against whites? Question mark. Yeah, it's such a mama thing. Um, I don't know. It's like they see whites as a threat because whites don't go along with them as much. They tend to identify with the victimhood thing, with the female thing, because they have a female cult mindset of a culture. And they have a, uh, they were slaves too, just like the blacks. <laughs> uh, and they were, you know, they were holocausted according to history. According to accepted history. Uh, and that's more important. Remembering that is more important to, to them, most of them, than remembering God. According to a study that I saw from Real Vincent James on Telegram one time. That was uh, not a study, you know, a poll. A poll. Um, so, yeah, they're going to. They see whites as their enemy when whites are the best friends. <laughs> but are we really their friends? Christians are their first line of defense, Hake says Frederica. Yeah, a lot of Christians are. You know, like the rhinos. The rhinos disavowed the... Uh, Muslim Somalian refugee woman, Ilhan Omar, who is, according to Super Dave, less attractive than uh, Obama's, Obama Biden's uh, Jen Psaki. And it was so phony. They shouldn't have, I mean, they disavowed her for anti-Semitism, not being anti-American, you know? Not being anti-white, not being anti-Christian, not being a, a woman and a Muslim in the government, and the SJW, worst of all. Because <laughs> you could be a woman, I guess, in the government nowadays, and doesn't necessarily mean you're for 100% evil. Look at Aunt Marjorie Green. She's, every now and then, she's right. She wants what's right. So, so yeah, and I bet you most of those rhinos call themselves Christians. It's ridiculous. So I know what you're saying, Frederica. 
but uh, anyway, whatever. Um, another more super chats from Lin Yen Chin over here on streamlabs.com slash the Hake Report. Please tell that Filipino clown caller that the that anti-racist means anti-bias, and bias describes every impulse of preference or desire, including his bias to keep breathing. He also has terrible spinal alignment, kind of like Haig sometimes. He is anti-life in being anti-racist, says Lin Yen Chin. Racist. <laughs> he spells it R-A-Y hyphen S-I-S. Thanks for helping, Nick. I have trouble enough with my own genetic incompatibility to English. No matter my effort to focus my message for the individual recipient, it's made worse through additional filter of other POC being genetically incompatible too, says Ling Yen Chin as a nod to uh, Nick helping out. <laughs> Nick says, I get you more often than not, Ling Yen Chin. Right on. Thank you, LYC. Most of the time, he would say. Uh, papa. Part of the reason I don't really get into this Jewish thing like you guys, some of you guys want me to, is because I don't really want to just give you what your itching ears long to hear. You can hear that on any other show. And second, like, they're not my primary audience. My primary audience is blacks, whites, Christians, and uh, Hispanics, and women. Yes, women. <laughs> Listen to the Hake. The ladies love the Hake report. And I may be using the term loosely at times, but probably more ladies per capita listened to Hake than voted for Biden. <laughs> If you know what I mean by actual real ladies, more ladylike. The Hake listeners are more la- the lady Hake listeners are more ladylike than the average lady Biden voters, and I use the term for them very loosely. <laughs> uh, we love the ladies, and so I like to talk to the Israelites about the Israelite mess because there's some Israelites who listen to Hake. I like to talk about the talk to the whites who are harsh Jew critics, and sometimes, some of them are Jew blamers. And it's not good to be a blamer. And I like to talk about, I like to talk about the blacks because it's just entertaining. I mean, I'm sure that some of the blacks that I talk about may not be listening to the show. <laughs> uh, Hake doesn't know ladies from men, though. I, didn't I cover up that guy's face? I think I know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I like to address, because I like, you it's kind of like what JLP does. He, he points back to you and points back to me. It's something that's more pertinent to my life and yours. But there are some Jewish people who listen, Jews, who listen to Hake. Do you like them? Do you like them? <laughs> I love uh, boomers. And Jews, and blacks, and women, even the gays, but not the transgenders. <laughs> Just kidding. Totally kidding. I love the transgenders, too. If I love anybody. Here's a flashback now, guys. Uh, why didn't you stay in Mexico? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you saw that? This collage? 
This was from February 4th, 2020. The Hague Report. There's a black man pointing with his phone and a Mexican guy, I guess, Hispanic guy with some gray hair. And he looks like he's laughing, and I think he is laughing. And then there's, uh, who's that guy from, uh, <laughs> what did you call him? George Costanza. Yeah, there's George Costanza. <laughs> uh, doesn't, doesn't he kind of look like a, that guy from, what's that show? Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, I got this from M Live in February 2020. <laughs> Not morally straight show. I, I don't know. I liked Seinfeld. Fewer of them were Jews than you might expect. Some of them people thought they were all Jews, but I don't think they were, all were Jewish people on Seinfeld. But, okay, I have some... Let me show the headlines first. Here's the headline. Why didn't you stay in Mexico? School diversity and inclusion meeting turns volatile. And it's from M Live, Michigan... Uh, Mainstream media outlet. A conversation about diversity, equity, and inclusion at Saline area schools quickly turned volatile on Monday morning. Oh, this was in the morning when one parent, meaning a father, asked another so-called father why he didn't, quote-unquote, stay in Mexico. (laughs) And this meeting was called because uh, headline two from earlier, January 28th of 2020, Act of racism in a Snapchat group. Oh, what, what can you, how many lynchings can you do on a Snapchat chat group? You can't. You know, like, so what harm did this do? Nothing. Was denounced by Saline area schools. Racist comments, oh dear, made by high school students in a social media chat group. Oh, so young people being normal young people on social media, and the school had to denounce it and call a diversity and inclusion meeting. Talk about phony. Talk about that phony world that the academia world lives in. This is like a high school students. This was in high schools, but I think one of them was a middle schooler, or maybe he's a high schooler. I pictured young. I pictured like young elementary school. But these are high schoolers? In high school, that's when you're supposed to be racist. (laughs) And junior high, at least that's when the bad kids started uh, coming into my school and being all anti-white. Uh, and then headline three, I'll get to later. I'll get to the headline three. Let me play this clip. One, oh, clip 10A from this meeting. Here's, uh, you'll, you'll hear, you'll listen closely and hear. The Mexican father or Hispanic father, brown father, saying his son came home crying. And so I'm picturing a little kid. Maybe they're high schoolers. If he's a high schooler crying, what type of father is this? Here it is. I remember when I went to his bedroom to say goodnight and he was crying because of the abuse that he was enduring in this school system. Then why did you stay in Mexico? Look, he's laughing. Now he's like straight-faced, and then he's laughing again. 
that's indicative of what our kids are experiencing. Comments like this. Black guy. And that's no, he's sharing a story right now. And that's indicative of what our kids are experiencing. So this is the Right. That's right. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're you're right. You got the floor. You got the floor. Where are you, Mark? Where are you, Mark? You got the floor. Hey, you interrupt me. He's acting like he wants to hand him the mic. You interrupt me. All right. All right. Now he wants to answer the question. Because this is the greatest country in the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not your turn. It's not your turn. You get the mic back. Don't tell her to have a seat. <laughs> oh my goodness! So that's the uh, that's the famous clip that went viral, somewhat famous. And you may recall that. Let's clip play that uh, that gasp again because that gasp 10B is the gasp. It doesn't say include the part about why didn't you say in Mexico, but it's re- the reaction immediately after. This is the clip that uh, Artie Art won, and after he says something wild, here it is. <gasps> So now, if you guys didn't know the context, now you know the context. Shout out to the, uh, shout out to this man. What was the name of this man? I think I have pictures of this guy. They, of course, they doxed him. Uh, let's see. That guy's, who is called George Costanza, his real name is Tom Bertel. Based father. At the, what kind of a meeting is diversity and inclusion? Two, let me get my spittoon. Because that's ridiculous. Shouldn't have any diversity and inclusion. Those are false values. It's not a value at all. Two, that's me spitting in the spittoon. Shout out to the real Mr. Mad. Uh, thank you, Tom Bertel, for speaking some sense. They overreacted because it was sensible. And you'll notice that the Hispanic guy, Mexican guy, I guess, father, was all laughing, and then he tried to get a serious face. Oh, let me be serious. And then he couldn't help but start laughing again. One, because it's so shockingly racist that it's funny. Racism is funny because it's true. Why didn't you stay in Mexico coming here complaining? Oh, he came all the way up from Mexico, all the way up. Michigan is way north and cold. I don't know how he can bear to be in there, but anyway. Good for him. Uh... The racist Snapchat incident. The, the media didn't used to call stuff racist. It used to, be say, it used to say, oh, what people called racist. Because they didn't actually know what racism was. Because it doesn't exist. But now they're just calling it racist. Because people are just calling everything subjectively, willy-nilly accusations. Nick says, like, his, his kid's experience is so unique. You want to c- chime in on this, Nick? Nicolas? Yeah, just, just, just with that comment right there. Trying to get myself on. Yeah. I, I think what that knee-jerk overreaction to him, right. they're missing because they're going to go to like, oh, why don't you stay in Mexico? And they've been trained to that that's like a racist thing. Right. Like, go back to your country. Yeah. But what you, you can see the honest, you can see just the, 
you know, the plain truth on what that father is saying, Bertel. Right. It's Tom like, Bertel. like as if your kid's experience is so unique. Like, like as if you're the only <laughs> one who gets like. I know. I, like, I remember ex- crying when I was a little kid with some girl who was all me. And I came home crying. <laughs> I cried to my mom. <laughs> but it wasn't because it was racist talk. It was some, I forget what. I couldn't run as fast as she could. Something mm-hmm. like that. She had these long legs. You know, girls <laughs> grow up taller. So I was all mad. But you don't get to. I didn't get to stay in, stay home, <laughs> to right? The city or hide behind race and use right. it as a weapon. Yeah, I know. You just had to deal with it like anybody else. I know, and that's like, oh dear, talk and name calling. I was called white boy and all this stuff, and maybe that's kind of wrong, but that's how kids are, and that's the way of the world, and you should grow up and get tough. This. Father's acting like a mama. My son yeah. was, I came home to my room, to my son's room to say goodnight, and he was crying. Shame on you. Yeah. That shows you how weak of a father you are, man. Yeah, he revealed himself by saying that, that yeah. he got emotional over seeing his kid crying, whether he was or not. <laughs> and it is funny because it's, because the truth is thrilling to hear. It's like Trump used to say, Tucker Carlson wrote a, an article in Politico back in 2015 or 2016. That the truth is thrilling, and and that's why Trump is catching on so much because it's shocking and true and right, you know. And so this Tom guy is right, but he's busybody. What's the busybody? Busybody ladies who are meddling in stuff and pretending white knighting for the uh, maybe they're not normal whites, you know. A lot of Jewish people are anti-racist, but some whites are brainwashed to be anti-racist too normal whites yeah the crowd felt bad for him yeah mama spirit all around the room overreacting to a sensible man telling the truth and you know what's interesting about this conversation about or this uh statement about go back i got calls back in the day when i first covered this from uh a young a young lady who's african but loves america and she was like i was told to go back to my country. And so this go back to your country talk, people have a trauma about it and they resented that. And so they feel like that guy was wrong for saying, why didn't you stay in Mexico? When, uh, and there was another man who called, um, who also loves JLP and Hake, who is Hispanic. Um, and his parents were Mexican and he came here and became a veteran and f- fought supposedly for the country, whatever. You know, they, they claim they fought, the, they served the country. They served themselves frequently, right? They're getting nice perks being a veteran. There's some nice perks being a veteran. I know that they're not treated the best necessarily. The VA is kind of slacking. And it's the country's corrupt and the military is getting worse and uh, stuff like that. But still, like, you get some nice perks better than in the private sector frequently being a veteran. Like, we're supposed to respect you just, you're like, that makes you more American than me. Oh, you know, like, all that mess. And these people, these two, like, POC foreigners, mad at me for defending the go-back-to-your-country type talk. Well, how about the whites who are seeing their country go away from what it once was, the greatness that it once was, and being a little perturbed and saying, like, you know, this is, how about our freedom of speech? 
You know what I mean? And then it's it's interesting because these guys who are perturbed at the go back to your country talk or stay in your country talk, they love they normally love the whites. So it's very interesting how a a trauma about go back to your country about that phrase or stay in your country can make you turn on the whites whom you are you're supposed to be friends of the whites or white allies. I don't you like to use the word allies. Nick, you want to comment on this again? Just last thing uh going off what you're saying. Yeah. They they fail to see the uh, I don't want to say offense but they fail to see what there's what that def- they fail to see just how rude it is to have that default position of of getting angry at go back to your country. Right. Yeah. No understanding in that. There's no love, no understanding coming right. from that side. Yeah. Have some understanding for the position of the person who's frustrated at you coming in and crying racism at, at us. Yeah, some of us don't treat you that well. That's the way of the world. That's Nobody treats anybody well. <laughs> and I like the whites who are more frank. You know, like the old school guys like Asmodor and others who just speak their mind. We need more of that. Old school, cover your ears, kids, uh, whole uh, American men who are just speaking their mind and, and the young POCs like, resent the old man, but they also respect him. And that breeds more love in the country rather than punishing the white man for speaking like a man and speaking like a white and speaking his mind and saying something legitimate. Very female-oriented, this anti-racism stuff. Very unchristian. <laughs> uh, so that's the uh, throwback. And here's a little bit more detail. Um, let me actually jump to this, the sun. Um, show the th- third headline there. Headline three, the sun calls the dad racist. I didn't know this. I hadn't covered this, I don't think. The son of the man who's been the subject of widespread backlash since asking a parent. Notice they didn't say father because he's not, no father. <laughs> Why he didn't stay in Mexico during a community meeting Sunday is speaking, ab- about, speaking out against racist and xenophobic or xenophobic if you're sleepy Joe Biden and you can't pronounce it properly uh, behavior. And uh, this son is a lame-o. <laughs> is that a word? It's the toughest word I can think of. Sorry. Sorry, guys. It's a... (laughs) I don't like using that word too much. Um, What a shame. Poor Tom Bertel, who has a a few children, asked a provocative question. A provocative meaning real. Uh, Here's what the son said. The son of a man who's been subject called it racist again, homophobic. No, xenophobic behavior. Matthew Bertel is the son, maybe the eldest son, I don't know, of Tom Bertel. And Matthew Bertel is no Tom Bertel because he's a little wuss. Sorry, kids. (laughs) I almost said wussy wuss, but I didn't want to go too far with this. Matthew Bertel graduated in 2014, so he's a dumb little know-it-all. Sorry, kids, don't say dumb too much. So he's six years out of high school at this point in 2020. Saline High School with siblings still in the district. He said he wanted to voice how his views differ from his father's. 
So he went to the media and talked crap about his dad. Don't say crap, kids. He said it gave him a sinking feeling. I was horrified, said Matthew Bertel, a U.S. Navy veteran. Pooh! Uh, people who joined the Navy. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say they're uh, not morally straight, but you can't be. It's not true. Okay, there's some truth to it sometimes who's studying computer science and math at Yale University. This is a blind, brainwashed little Zoomer guy. Not the good kind of Zoomer. At some points in my life, I've felt immense dread and a sort of sinking feeling, like, oh, my God. So I think it was that feeling, he said, about, seeing, hear about hearing about his father saying that. Racism was not uncommon when he attended saline schools. In uh, Michigan, it isn't uncommon in many environments, he added. It's always around you. It's microaggressions. A grown adult male talking like this in his 20s. It doesn't always come in the form of something totally obviously racist. Oftentimes, that's not what racism looks like. I don't think there's ever been a long period of time where I don't, didn't see either the effects of racism or racism itself in any situation. I am a white guy. I am not the person to be asked the question. There's so few people of color in the Saline Area Schools District. Uh, Asking them if they've experienced racism would make much more sense, he said. What a white kiss-up. The district was 88% white, 4% multiracial, 4% Asian, 3% Hispanic or Latino, and 1% black. From 2013 to 2017 per National Center for Education Statistics. Tom Bertel declined to speak to a reporter after the meeting Monday. Good for you, I guess. I'm not sure. They say not to talk to the media. Sometimes you could. I don't know. Dumb. Anyway, uh, you know, the son doesn't know better. But maybe it doesn't reflect well on the father that his son is so... uh, (laughs) I saw a chat about the Navy. (laughs) brainwashed but uh, I'm shaking my head it's all a bunch of division and evil let me read some super chats before I get to calls uh, Lin Yen Chin gave a super chat saying quote unquote racism is just a so called PTSD post traumatic stress disorder of overreactions flowing between both the so-called victims and those they represent as villains for having their own freedom of expression and freedom of association. Insecurity is all it is. Racism is a misnomer. Yeah, basically they call whites racist for speaking too freely and too, too truthfully. That's more often than not what's called racist. Jordanos gave a super chat. Hake ain't innocent, ladies? Hank, would you prefer Vanessa Williams, Connie Chung, or Eva Longoria? (laughs) I'm not going to answer that question. I'm not going to dignify that question with a response. You're Donos. (laughs) But thank you for the super chat. Um, I don't know who Vanessa Williams is. I mean, I think I might know. It's like, is, is it a singer? I forget. Is she black? I think she's black. And then Connie Chung was a pretty mainstream media news lady from the mainstream media news she went to cnn at some point i think Uh, i liked her as a kid 
And then Eva Longoria, I've, that's like a Hispanic, I think, a white Hispanic, but not very white, a brown Hispanic, but they're considered white. Um, she's supposed to be pretty, I guess, but isn't she, isn't she a Democrat? Didn't she, is she one of the ones who spoke at a Democrat thing? That's like an instant, yeah. I didn't want to use the term turnoff, but it's what that is. So, None. Red flag, says Nick. It's worse than a red flag. It's instant DQ. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. But for for her case, let me look. Let me see the face. Oh. Poo! I know that face. Yeah, she spoke at a couple of DNC things. Democrat National Convention things. Yeah, so, no. Eva Longoria. Poo! I think she used to be pretty. But all that blew out the water, water, when she went to, um, I heard that she went to the DNC, and then I saw her snooty uh, face. I'll just leave it at snooty. Connie Chung, now that's a name I haven't heard in a while, (laughs) says Jake N35. I know. (laughs) Those are quite different uh, generations. Let me look up Connie Chung. Oh, thank you. You have pictures, (laughs) Nick? There's Connie Chung. I mean, she's old there. She's a little too old now. <laughs> and too much, too much red, red in the lipstick there, in my opinion. Or maybe not enough makeup in the top of the face to make up for the red down there. I don't know. Whatever. But she used to be attractive. There's Eva Longoria in her snooty face. I mean, without... Any context, you would think that that's a mildly attractive young woman, I guess. Not that young. She's older than me, I think. Too much red lipstick. That's Vanessa Williams? Is, she's, is she a singer? Or no? A rapper? Is that Vanessa Williams? I think it is. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm uncultured, so don't let, you, don't let me make you doubt yourself. Vanessa Lynn Williams is an American singer, actress, fashion designer... 59 years old? Come on, CN, what do you think I am? That's her, too? Oh, she got white in her. Look at that face. Young Connie. There's younger Connie Chung. That's too young. Like, it's not too young, but it's definitely younger. She still has, a, like, an old face there. She, I don't know. She was crowned Miss America in 1984. Oh, okay. Well, Vanessa Williams is more white. But anyway, Delilah, don't be asking me these questions. <laughs> Didn't I lie and say I'm not going to dignify this question with a response? <laughs> Sion says, so Vanessa Williams, fire, 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 fire. Is she a liberal? <laughs> Did she speak at the DNC? I think Connie Chung turned out to be liberal. She's Steph Curry Black, says Daniel. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Steph Curry has, Stephen Curry is, has a lot of white in him, too. <laughs> Terrible. What a mess. Man, how embarrassing. Let me get to some calls. Let's get to Frederick in Los Angeles, California. Frederick, thanks for holding. Thanks for calling. How you doing? Good morning, Hank. How's it going? Going well. All right, all right. I was looking at that video you were playing, and how did you come to the conclusion that the man 
that was blurting out, blatantly interrupting this guy yeah. was in the right. Yeah. How did I how did I come to that conclusion? Yeah. yeah. Because yes, because I take sides <laughs> and I take the sides oh, of what's right. Take sides. That's right. <laughs> That's a biblical question, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, Don't be bringing Jesse's show on to your show now. Right. No, but to answer your question, other than the fact that I do take sides, and it, perhaps I should be a little bit more aloof, if that's the right word, uh, because that's a sensible question. When, these, when you're handling kids with kid gloves, you don't need to be doing that. You don't need to be babying children when they're crying and blaming the whites for it and this imaginary racism stuff, you know? So that's Let's why. Let's get I, back to the base of the question. What? Go ahead. The base of the question. Stick to the base of the question. I jump around subjects. You agree I'm a messy speaker. Right. I'm, I'm trying to be better. Nice. So he's right. Explain to, me, explain to me how blurting out is correct and how teachers would deal with it in the classroom if they were trying to get to a conclusion teachers, or solve problem. Teachers are mama. And we're having, this was a conversation, and in a conversation, sometimes you, you, you blurt out a question when you, when it comes to your mind to do it. Uh, In, in the real world, sometimes you get interrupted by an important question, and that redirected the whole conversation. And this guy was, this guy was not telling, saying anything. He was talking about, he was giving some lame sob story. And then this educated black man says, this is indicative of what our kids are experiencing. What, common sense? Yeah. So anyway. No, the whole meeting was about inclusiveness in their community, right? I know, that's a stupid, that's a stupid thing to be about. He didn't tell him to go back. Mm -hmm. He said, why did you come? Oh. True. Daniel points but out. He, like he Daniel points out. He pretty like much said, "Quit." Compla- Daniel points out. He pretty much said, "Quit complaining." You don't have a right to complain about your neighborhood. Nope, you don't. Especially not as a man. Okay. Yeah, like and he's, and he's giving when, his secondhand complaints because his neighborhood near you. When blacks move his, to a neighborhood, hold on, man. You, hold on, man. Down. Hold on, man. Hold on. He's giving secondhand complaints because. Uh, his kid is crying, and his kid is soft because he's soft. You. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yep. When we move in your neighborhood, and y'all say, "Go back to where you came from." We're gonna say, "We're gonna tell y'all go back to your country." No complaining about your neighborhood. That's because you're hate- your, your, that's because you're hateful. No, you just made this the is our country. Example. I'm trying to follow your example. No, you're not. You're trying to right. troll me. You're trying to pretend I'm to trying hold. To put the shoe on you're the being, other foot. It's no, you're being a communist. They're putting the shoe on the other foot. That's not trolling. That's, that's not putting the shoe on the other foot. You're being a communist. That's a dishonest statement. No, you said yeah, it is. Don't complain about your neighborhoods. But I hear whites complain about the neighborhoods all right the time. because their neighborhoods are are disappearing uh, by the by way of the government and the but you just invasion. Said don't complain about your neighborhood. That's what he's in there doing, and he's saying go back to your country if you don't like your neighborhood. Right, but this is white's country, and their whites and the white's country is being invaded. This is our country. But you can't complain about it. Yes, we can. This is our country to complain you about. You said don't compl- only whites can complain about it. No, is that what you're saying? No. If if any other race complains about it, you got to go back to your country. I see what you're saying. 
You're being silly. You're being you, silly. Hank, okay. I'm trying to follow Frederick, you. Frederick, if you were being honest, you would admit that that man is soft. That father who is complaining about his crying I son say he has is soft. No self-control. No, he's soft. If you would have raised his is he hand, soft? got the microphone. No, 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 Frederick, the, the Mexican who is complaining. Is he soft? No, he's concerned about the way things are going. Is he soft? He's voicing his opinion. Don't we have a is he right soft? to freedom of Frederick, speech? Frederick, is he no, soft? No, I'm saying no. He has a right Why to is he not soft? What, what is not because soft about... Because he has the nerve hold to on, hold stand on, hold up on. in front of all them people. What's not... I'm explaining what's not, to you. Hold he on, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> What's not soft about uh, complaining in public, telling the whole world that your son was crying? What's not soft about that? Yeah, what's not soft about that? I mean, that sounds like he's just telling the truth. Is he going to say my son didn't cry and lie to people? He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to address it at all. That's not truth, man. That's. He, he may be telling a true a true story, but that's soft. Oh, you're saying he's out there trying to get white guilt, more compassion. Yep. Is that what he's doing? Yep. Oh, I see. I see. And that dude. And he's being like, soft. Hey, you don't need that here. And he's being soft. I see. I see. Okay, you corrected me today. I'm sorry. You admit he's soft. He must be soft. It must be. You don't see that he's soft for yourself? Perhaps you're right. I'm not going to agree with for you. For sure right I'm wrong. right. I have my thoughts. Perhaps you're right. You know, Guaranteed I'm, I'm right. Saying what was his son crying about? Out, like if I came in Jesse Church and just blurted out, go back while somebody else had the microphone, y'all kick me out of church. Because church is about a, a conversation, and that, that was a town hall meeting. <laughs> they were having a conversation. It's on, a town hall meeting is different. A town hall meeting is different from a church. I don't think that's really a church anyway. But I mean, it's called a church. It's a gathering of a people. town hall you meeting. Don't, you don't a need town hall meeting is a different. Church. You're changing the subject, you can have Frederick. Three people and have a church, right? You're changing the subject, Frederick. I'm sorry. A, ch- a town hall meeting is a is different from a church. And I believe they pass the microphone around, and everyone can speak at their turn. Right, but we don't blurt out. At a town hall meeting, you can blurt out. They pass the microphone. You can't blurt out, no. Yes, you can. He just, he did. It, and it was wrong. That's why they was like, no, hey. It was, that's out. not why they overreacted. I believe that's why he overreacted. The no, that's not why they overreacted. They overreacted because he said something true. He asked the question why you come here, right? He yeah, he's, that was a true, true. Question. question. That was a true question. That's a true question. <laughs> I got a question to answer itself. It's a true question, huh? Yeah, right. it's a real question. Because <laughs> right, these hey, Mexicans come up here and... Day. I'm not going to... No, 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 hold I'm on. Gonna... These Mexicans come up here and they complain about the racism of the, of the, the best of the whites. They complain about the racism? Of the best of the whites. Because they yes, know that they can yes. get something out of it. I agree. I didn't see them coming over like this during slavery. They waited to the right time, and y'all, y'all need to quit. Y'all need you to didn't. You didn't period. see them during slavery. Exactly. You don't know where they were y'all during slavery. You don't, you weren't even alive during slavery. Hey, but I'm you hate whites you. too. They, they they're not asking for you. Hate whites too, huh? Who, huh, Frederick? No, I love whites. No, you that don't. Compassion was. 
You do okay. not love whites. However, however you think I feel, I feel, Hank. I'm not going to argue. No, you don't love Listen. whites because you want white guilt. That's not love. No, that is love. No, it's not. Everybody love everybody. No, no, they don't. You should. Do you agree? You don't even know what love is. Oh, wow, Hank. Because you're trying to say that we need more white guilt. That's love. We need That's not more. love. Yes. You're a mess. softening of the heart. Guilt is not a soft heart. They need less religion. That's the heartening of the Guilt heart. Guilt is That's soft. Guilt is not a soft heart. Soft is not a soft heart. Guilt is woman. Soft is not a soft heart. You're a, are a you a woman? Heart. Am I a woman? Yes. My character... Frederica, the name is I was raised by a black woman, so I'm <laughs> emotional. So I kept the name and stuck with it. I, this is just a character. It's why I, I call uh, myself no, but you, but you, you think know that, what I'm saying? You think that I'm guilt actually, is love and soft-hearted, but it's not soft-hearted. It's not the right kind of soft heart. That's like a soft, mushy woman heart. Satan heart. Woman heart? Yes. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I gotta go, okay. Frederick. Alright, alright. You have a great day. Alright, you too. Take that shirt off. It's supposed to be Black History Month, not Men's History Month. There is no Black History Month. That's fake. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> what a mess. Speaking of Black History Month, uh, let's get to this black victim cartoon. Seen in part on the JLP show, New York Post tweeted out this article, Critics slam Disney for the proud family anti-white episode. And the backlash stemmed from a Juneteenth episode of The Proud Family. Louder and Prouder, a reboot of a supposedly popular early aughts, meaning early 2000s cartoon. I never watched it. I never heard of it. That aired on Dis- It now airs on Disney's streaming service, Disney+. Plus. The backlash stern- stemmed from a so-called Juneteenth fake holiday episode from June 19th, I think it is, of The Proud Family, a reboot of the popular... Oh. I guess it's posted, pasted it twice. Conservative writer Christopher Rufo shared, so-called conservative, shared, re-shared the video on Twitter, originally posted by End Wokeness, uh, calling it pure critical race theory. And so End Wokeness tweeted out this clip 12. This is a scene from Disney Plus Kids cartoon called The Proud Family. Blatant anti-white propaganda. And you heard an earlier part on the JLP show. And I have an even longer clip, but I, but I cut out the earlier part, so it's, you don't have to bear with it so badly. Uh, characters sing, sing a tune about how America has still not atoned for slavery and systemic racism. And that you heard on the first, the JLP. You might have heard on the JLP show, or, you, or I, I skipped that part. But here is, uh, here's the clip. Enjoy. You enjoy this cringy clip. Here it is. 40 acres and a mule. We'll take the 40 acres. Keep the mule. We, we made your families rich. From the southern plantation heirs. To the northern bankers. To the New England ship owners. The founding fathers. Former presidents. Current senators. 
the Illuminati, the New World Order. Slaves built this country. We had Tubman, Turner, Frederick D. Then they say Lincoln freed the slaves. But slaves were men. And women. And only we can free ourselves. Emancipation uh, is not freedom. Jim Crow, segregation, redlining, this public schools, feeding private prisons, where we become slaves again. As we celebrate Juneteenth for, for the umpteenth time, our account is still outstanding. Because this country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. <laughs> and we demand our 40 no, acres and a mule. You can keep the mule. Keep the 40. We're taking our freedom. So I guess this was a talent show? A school talent show? Oh, look at those smiling girls. One white girl, supposedly. Maybe she's Jewish. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Black people are such posers. <laughs> can you hear the you can hear the posing, the posing in the voice? I'm shaking my head. Slaves built this country and we the descendants they did not. We the descendants of slaves. I know some of them may have helped build the White House. I heard. But they were paid. We the descendants of slaves in America have earned reparations. No, you didn't. For their suffering. No, you didn't. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in a, in a systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. <laughs> Please. What a mess. Somebody's all, thanks for sharing the absolutely excellent clip. How, to, how great to see the truth of history in a way kids can understand. Oh, Lord. Yeah, may, so may not be something OP original poster agrees with, but they ain't inaccurate, says comedian Billy Proceda. He replied in a tweet to the clip. Who's that? Who's Billy Proceda? Oh, are you kidding me? He's a white... What, is he Italian? Or is he a Jewish or... Please tell me he's not... Oh, he's with BuzzFeed, Vice, Washington Compost, New York Post, Esquire. I almost did a throw-up thing, but I don't like vomiting. Uh, The animated preteens, all but one of whom are black. So these are like 12-year-olds. Preteens means 12 and younger. Also chant that they demand our 40 acres and a mule. But you can keep the mule because mule implies that you have to work. And what would you do with the 40 acres? Turn it into a ghetto? In reference to a promise made to free slaves following the Civil War in an apparent request for reparations. Blah, blah, blah. And then they said, keep the 40 too. We'll, we take our freedom. Because they pretend that they didn't get freed. And they have, to make, they have to free themselves. And they think by being sassy towards the whites... They'll free themselves. Dumb. We made your families rich. You didn't do anything. Um, Activists and more have called on the U.S. government to provide reparations to the descendants of enslaved people, often in the form of financial restitution. In California, they're, they're doing it. I heard. From the southern plantation heirs to the northern bankers to the New England ship owners, the founding father, blah, 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 blah. Eat your lunch, blacks. 
Call Me Nonsense Network reports, Aramark apologizes for insensitivity of a school lunch served on the first day of Black History Month. Did you hear about this? I mentioned it on the JLP show in the Hake News. A middle school, I don't know what middle school is. I guess it's, what, fourth or fifth grade through eighth or ninth grade or something like that. I went to junior high. We didn't have middle school. We had kindergarten, elementary school, junior high, and uh, high school, and then college. Uh, The middle school in New York and its food vendor, Aramark, apologized. Cowards. Kiss-ups. Oh, sixth to eighth when uh, Daniel was in school, he says. That family, by the way, that we covered was supposedly a proud-to-be-black family. (sighs) Not proud of anything real. Um, Their food vendor and the school in New York apologized after students were served chicken and waffles along with watermelon the first day of Black History Month. (laughs) A lunch menu offered on February 1st at Nyack Middle School in Rockland County, was inexcusably insensitive. What's wrong with that? How is it insensitive? And reflected a lack of understanding of our district's vision to address racial bias. David A. Johnson, the school's principal, wrote in a letter to parents. I'm shaking my head. We are extremely disappointed. Look at all this tripping all over themselves, falling all over themselves, apologizing. No wonder blacks hate us. Uh, we are extremely disappointed by this regrettable situation and apologize to the entire NIAC community for the cultural insensitivity displayed by our food service provider, said, wrote Johnson, David A. Johnson. Who is this person? I don't know. Anyway, let me keep, let me keep on reading. The incident is the latest example of how black people continue battling misguided stereotypes about their fondness for certain foods. Oh, that's him? Wow, that's pretty good, Nick. He's all all over it. He doesn't look like a normal white. Maybe he is. I don't know. He's in New York. Are any normal whites in New York? (laughs) Other than Tatface Joker? Who is a... (laughs) They were asking people if they want watermelon. (laughs) Oh, doesn't that look kind of good? I've been to Roscoe's once or twice. Some people get killed. Oh, and it was supposed to be Philly cheesesteak and broccoli and fresh fruit. That was what this lunch was scheduled to be. I remember when I was a kid, we would get this schedule every day of the month. They had it all planned out what the lunch would be. And I made sure to not bring my lunch on the one days that they had pizza. (laughs) I would only... I would only have uh, eat the school lunch when it was pizza. I would actually bring the money and pay for the lunch. You had to actually pay for your lunch back in the good old days. Black people continue battling misguided stereotypes. Who wrote this? This is from Commie Nonsense Network. Who wrote it? Nicole Chavez and Meron Mogis hyphen Gerby. Nicole Chavez. Uh, a white Hispanic. Misguided stereotypes about their fondness for certain foods and racist tropes against them. How is it racist? I guess New York blacks don't like that stuff. They don't like that. Everybody likes watermelon. I don't. 
I do not. I like water. I like the stuff that Trayvon Martin had. He had watermelon drink. It was not iced tea. It was Arizona watermelon cocktail. (laughs) I would probably like that. Maybe watermelon Jolly Ranchers, although I'm not a big fan of Jolly Ranchers. It's too hard. Watermelon candy is probably okay, but I don't like watermelon. I don't like any type of melon. I don't like cantaloupe. I don't like... You know, papaya is okay. It has a little bit of a melon flavor, I think. Uh, honeydew melon smoothie I can have. You know, if it's uh, with boba. <laughs> I don't know. That's my friend introduced me to honeydew melon boba. Uh, fruit, f- whatever. Moving on. Uh, Johnson said the lunch menu changed from what was originally planned, as I pointed out. It was supposed to be Philly cheese steak, which is not necessarily bad unless it has mustard or pickles or something gross like that. Mayo. Two. Two. I do not like that stuff. Uh, broccoli. Okay, if as long as it's not overcooked, I guess. Fresh fruit. As long as it doesn't have melon. I don't like the cantaloupe in the fresh fruit. Uh, James Montesano, the interim superintendent for NIAC Public Schools. Nor do I like melanin. <laughs> I have no... I have no... What is this called? Uh, compassion. <laughs> Told that the school has a... Di- long, the district has a long-standing commitment to equity. Okay, so they're communists. I guess it's New York. It's par for the course. They're anti-white. It is our hope that this incident, February 1st, will be an opportunity to expand collective knowledge beyond sensitivity training regarding the racialized systems in which we all live and ultimately work towards undoing the negative impacts of these systems on our students. How negative is chicken and waffles with watermelon? Shut up. Montesano, he's probably Italian. Am I profiling him correctly? James Montesano? Interim superintendent. Let's see this guy. Uh, I can't find him. Um, in a statement, Aramark apologized for the unintentional insensitivity. They should have said, eat it. <laughs> uh, shown by the company, but the menu was not intended to be a cultural meal. We apologize for the intention- unintentional insensitivity shown February 1st, the first day of Black History Month. Stupid fake uh, month. While our menu was not intended as a cultural meal, we acknowledge the timing was inappropriate, and our team should have been more thoughtful in its service. I don't know. I think I would prefer maybe chicken and waffles to Philly cheesesteak. It's healthier, more healthful. Broccoli is a little bit healthy. This was a mistake and does not represent the values of our company. We are committed to doing better in the future. They will partner with this school district to ensure their employees participate in training that aligns with NIAC school district's vision and commitment to equity-driven work. NIAC. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel knows. It's NIAC. He told me in my head. He's my producer today. <laughs> He's probably cringing every time I say NIAC. <laughs> NIAC. Wow, who knew? Daniel knew. <laughs> Nicole Hines, of course, the president of NIAC, NIAC, branch of the NAACP, that's the National Association Against Colored People, and a parent 
at the same school district, she, meaning a mother, I assume, told Kami Nonsense that the parents and students were upset and confused about the lunch menu choices. Oh, yeah, the students were very upset, I'm sure. Only the ones who were brainwashed by this evil parents. Nicole Hines said, we need to educate the folks who are in the, those spaces of doing those things on cultural competency and blah, 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 causing harm. Adding these items together is going to cause harm for the students in the schools. We need to get these busybody ladies out of here. I think the district has an opportunity to here to do a couple of things as a community as a whole. JLP used to say the NAACP is no different from the KKK or worse than the KKK. Black Lives Matter is worse, definitely. Back in 2018, two employees of Aramark were fired after the food vendors served a Black History Month special lunch menu at New York University dining hall that included ribs, collard greens, cornbread, smashed yams, mac and cheese, and two beverages, red Kool-Aid, and watermelon-flavored water. (laughs) The university's Black Student Union back in 2018 described the menu as problematic due to the inherent stereotypes associated with black people in southern soul food cuisine. What, you don't like it? New York, NYU no longer contracts with Aramark as its food vendor, according to the university's website. Ridiculous. They're never happy. You're never happy, and you never had it so good. Except... Spiritually, you've never been so bad off. Perhaps. Anyway, this has been the Hake Report, guys. Thank you for bearing with me through it. I cannot get to all of the callers. Rick in Virginia says blacks are more into race than whites, and that's true. Everybody knows that. Oh, my gosh. They're encouraged to be that way. Um, let me double check for any super chats over there on what's up, Rumble crew? What's up to the Facebook crew? Um. Oh, on D Live, DJ On Pa, or maybe it's Jean Pa. <laughs> says, stare into the camera when you use the spittoon. <laughs> Thank you, DJ On Pa. Jean Pa. <laughs> uh, and now let's listen to. Oh, you're going to like this track. Uh, David Meese, never going to serve anyone else but you. Enjoy. And maybe this is the one from, maybe the one from, uh, the bottom of the, the top, the top of the previous top of the hour was from 1980. I think this one is from 1978. (laughs) Enjoy, uh, some blue eyed soul, maybe, or something. 70s music. Here it is. Bye.
Song and kept telling me 